Hello, and welcome to the Tap Market Podcast. I'm your host, Troy Scarborough. I'm an entrepreneur who has started, acquired, and more importantly, is focused on growing companies. In this podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs about how they got their start, what their company is about, what has worked for them to get to this point, and how they plan to build their brands. Expect to find actionable tactics that you can use to grow your business and get motivated to get through the grind into a meaningful entrepreneurial outcome that will change your life. I'm thrilled to have you here. Be sure to follow us on YouTube and Instagram at Tap Market, and let me know if you've been listening to the podcast. I love connecting and hearing from you. All right, let's get to it. Hey guys, this is Troy from Tapped Market, where we're interviewing and talking to entrepreneurs in the grind on what's working, what's not working. Today, we've got Dane Fuller of Fuller Foods. Dane, super excited to have you here today. Um, As a customer and oats enthusiast myself, I love oats. Really glad to have you. Tell us about Fuller Foods and how you got here. Hi, Troy. Thanks so much for having me on. So Fuller Foods, it was started a long, long time ago because my background is as a, a weight coach, so a nutritionist, also someone that's qualified in exercise prescription and also neurolinguistic programming, NLP, with behavior change. So I used all three of those qualifications to help people change their behavior, which also helped them to reduce their weight. So I did this straight out of university. I was in my early 20s when I started doing this. And what I found was that when I first started, I had so much information and I thought that the best way to make people change was just by telling them what to do, giving them lots of information, everything that I'd learned, it was all inside my head and I just throw it out at them and expect them to then make changes, lose weight, and then that weight would magically stay off because they knew what to do. But over time, I realized that it wasn't just about knowing what to do. There needed to be some real mindset change within that individual. And it really came down to habits. And so one of the key habits that we established that made the biggest difference was having a breakfast. And having a breakfast, it was a really good filling breakfast. And so I started experimenting with that. And an oat-based breakfast became a real key driver of their weight loss. And so just by making that one change, by having an oat-based breakfast, like, for example, an oatmeal, they could keep fuller for a longer period of time. And when they were full, they were able to then make really good decisions later on during the day, and that's where they started to decrease weight because it was the good decisions that came after a really good breakfast. And that was really the foundation of where I started this business from around Fuller Foods and starting with my first product, which is the Overnight Oats. The name is just so ironically perfect. It had to be just like when it hit, it just hit, right? You're like, oh yeah, this is, we're calling it Fuller Food. No, not like that at all, Troy. (laughs) It was something that I really pushed back against and I, I didn't want to embrace. And I thought I had a really good brand name before this and it was called Unbroken, Unbroken Nutrition, because that was the type of person that I wanted to create, someone that was unbroken, because a lot of the guys that I was consulting with and helping them change their life and change their behavior and change their weight, I found that they came to me as broken. You know, they had worked really hard throughout their life. They had sacrificed so much for their business. They sacrificed their time with their family. They sacrificed their health for wealth. And so then when they came to see me, they might have been in their 50s, for example, that they were overweight, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, stressed, unfit, unhealthy. And so I would see that as being a broken man. He, he had everything else in his life, but he was broken. 
And so I knew the way to keep him unbroken was to start with a foundation of really good nutrition and fitness. And then that one first step for him was to have a really good breakfast. And so therefore, the name of my business was Unbroken. And it wasn't until I got feedback from other people around me when I was getting closer to making this product that Unbroken didn't quite fit. And so people are like, why don't you just call it Fuller? <laughs> and it didn't stick with me. You know, it wasn't just one of those light bulb moments that I said, oh, yeah, of course. But now that I look back on it, it was just sitting there that whole time and I just ignored it. But it completely embodies what's really important to me, which is making people, giving them the opportunity to be fuller so they can then make good decisions. I trust them to make good decisions when they are full, but not when they're hungry. Being hungry and making decisions on an empty belly is a risky place to be. Like when you go supermarket shopping and you are hungry, you're going to make some bad decisions. And that's what people were doing day after day by being hungry, trying to lose weight by being hungry, but then give themselves a hard time of why did they eat that donut for lunch because it was staring them at the face you know, when they walked past because they were so hungry. So being fuller was the answer and it just so happened to be that fuller was my surname as well. <laughs> That's so awesome. Serendipitous uh, for sure. So give me a couple unique things about your oats. I know we've got some low-hanging fruit. We've got organic oats, right? Yeah. Prebiotic. I always get pre and post a little off. Both. So we've got probiotics. So we've got a probiotic added. And the prebiotic is really like the oats become a prebiotic for that probiotic to thrive. What's the difference between those two? So the probiotic, that is a live bacteria. Okay. So it's a probiotic. It's a live bacteria. It lives in our gut all the time. And that helps us. It helps to improve our immunity. It helps with digestion. It even helps with our, our happiness in terms of serotonin release and mental health and people that have a bad diet so they eat a lot of fast food they have antibiotics and it destroys the bacteria in their gut they're stressed those people also tend to have poor immunity and have difficulties controlling their weight so it's really important to have this really good healthy gut bacteria and so we can supplement this by having a probiotic which we have in our product and a prebiotic the things that that probiotic this living bacteria feeds on and so oats as an example is a probiotic where it goes into your gut the prebiotic can feed on that probiotic it's like it's food source that's awesome and the the way people consume the product primarily i mean we're looking at overnights it's super simple to make right just add water overnights give us the process yeah so there's three different ways and the one that makes this product unique is that i create it so it can be used as a shake and the reason that I did that is because the customer that I'm targeting, the busy man, the busy father, he doesn't really have time for breakfast in the morning. He will often skip it or just have something that is not sustainable. It's not good for him. So I wanted to create something that is going to be really good for him. Like, for example, this type of oatmeal that I was advising my clients to have, but it took me a long time to make. You know, when I became a father, I realized I just didn't have the time to mix this up, to cook it serve it up, consume it, and then the wash up. Like oatmeal is really sticky, messy to clean up. So that was an hour to go through that process to do that for me and my family. Didn't have that time anymore. So for me, having it as a shake meant that I'd get all that goodness. I can make it up the night before, and then I can drink it with one hand from a bottle. And so within 60 seconds of preparation, I can get four hours of fullness from this amazing breakfast that doesn't take me so long to have. So that's the main way that I'm recommending these busy guys can have it. And the other way is as an overnight oat. So like you said, 
You can make it up. You can add milk or water to the mixture and you can leave it overnight. Have that in the morning, sit down with a bowl and a spoon and have that. And that's a really a savoring experience, like an intense flavor you can get from that, from having it in a bowl with a spoon because it's more condensed. And then the shake is for convenience. You can also add hot water or put it in the microwave and have it as a, a hot breakfast. And then lastly, you can just throw the lot into a blender and have it as a smoothie and again get all those benefits from it, but have it instantly as a smoothie. So there's really three key ways that you can have it. The overnight oats, the shake, or the smoothie. I am a father of two myself, and right. you end up just putting the family first like all the time, right? Like I take and drop the kids off at school every morning. And yeah. you know, we're getting them together, we're getting them food, we're getting their lunches packed. The little one's got a trumpet for band he has to take. Like you're doing all that stuff. And by the time you get through the, you know, the hours of all of that, you get home, you you're jumping on the the work computer, and you literally are out of time. You still need something quick. And historically, it's just been like you're saying, it's been tough to find something that you actually feel good about eating, nutritious, mm. tastes good. And is fast that trifecta. You know, there's stuff coming out, but like there's only so many RX bars you can eat, right? There's stuff that you want for breakfast that is like traditional that it's like you're not willing to give up. I eat a fair amount of eggs as like a, a weightlifter, and there's also only so many days you can eat eggs like in a <laughs> row, you know? So it's like I love it, I think it's a great idea. This is going to be a smash. Tell us where you are now. You've had a launch, you documented the launch, been a fan myself following along. So tell us about that process to getting from the idea conception now and what you created to, to where you are today. The idea creation was was getting in touch with my target market. It was it was doing interviews and getting feedback from them in terms of what they were currently doing, which like you said, some of them might have been having a protein bar or protein shake or skipping breakfast or making eggs now and again but didn't have the time to be able to do that regularly but still wanted to get that source of protein and fullness and then finding out what wasn't working for them now what that breakfast wasn't giving them um, in terms of maybe fullness or not allowing them to get the protein hit or not helping them to decrease their weight and then getting some suggestions from them on, on what would work well for them and the feedback I got from those interviews that I did was that they wanted something that was going to be really healthy for them, not just in the moment now, but also long-term, like longevity was really important so that they could see themselves in, say, you know, 50 or 60 years old being healthy, but starting that journey now by changing the way that they ate and changing the way they ate beginning with breakfast time. And they wanted something that was going to be fast, filling, nutritious and healthy and so it was quite a combination to try and pull together and what I first started off with in terms of an oat-based breakfast or an oatmeal or even an overnight oats they still wanted something faster and so that's why I came to the idea of making it as a shake so these guys in terms of speed they were used to having a protein bar or a protein shake but neither of those was good enough in terms of giving them all the nutrients that they needed they're both low in fruit and fiber Sometimes, you know, protein bars aren't that healthy as well. They're covered in chocolate. And the protein shake, it goes like that. You know, you can ingest that and digest it very, very quickly. It doesn't have anything that sticks around for a longer period of time. 
And so I had a look at the market and seen what was available. And I knew the power of oats. And I, when I looked at these oat-based protein drinks that they have, the oats are very, very fine. It's like a milk. There's no texture in it. So it's being beaten up so much that that gets digested very, very quickly. And so I came up with the idea of, of making something that you actually, it was a drink you had to chew. And so it still became thick and chunky with oats and fruit and nuts and seeds that you could drink it rather than having it with a spoon. And so that's really where it all came about, where I could deliver to these guys what they wanted. Something that tasted really good was really important, but was nutritious, delicious, fast and healthy. Where were you talking to these people primarily? Like, how did you find them? How were they providing you the feedback? What medium did you do that through primarily? I, I met some in person um, and other ones I, I just had a telephone call with them or I did a Zoom meeting with them. And I spoke with them for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. And I just had a series of questions that I wanted to ask them. And as I went through, I just took lots of notes. And then from those notes, I just, you know, I refined those notes down into one document where I, I held all the information together. And then I, I went through that, went through all the answers to see what I could come up with. And then I went back to them and I said, you know, would, would this type of solution work for you? And were these people sort of already in your network? Because you seem like your own avatar, right? Which is a, sort of a theme of a lot of the entrepreneurs that I speak with that are finding sort of a ease to market success is that they're serving themselves, right? Force and Herald is targeting modern men in style, dads like myself. So it's easy for me to picture what we like and what we want to see and how we differentiate ourselves with style. You're your avatar. Your friends are probably your avatar. Is that the first people you were talking to? Or did you, you know, we've had other people start Facebook groups and try to capture people in. Where did you get those people? Yeah, it's through networks. So it's through networks that I belong to and friends that I knew were in a similar journey at different, at varying levels. You know, I had people who were dads, they were busy around a similar age to me, so sort of in their 40s, and they were overweight. So I would speak to them and, and get their feedback. And then I had other people at the other end of the spectrum where they would, what I would, what I would say is my, like the aspirational avatar. So these were wealthy guys really wealthy guys that had been very successful in businesses. They were family men, so they'd had children that they had brought up. And they also looked after their health. Two that actually come to mind, that multimillionaires, good dads, like good, humble guys, looked after their children, looked after their wife, succeeded within business, and they did it without sacrifice. You know, they didn't sacrifice their family and they didn't sacrifice their health. These were the guys that I looked up to. They run Ironmans. They were, you know, in their 60s, but still had a six-pack abs. And they were who we wanted to become. And so interviewing them was important for me as well because interviewing them helped me to identify what their secret was and what they were having for breakfast and the things that they had done years and years and years, not just some fad diet that they had jumped on and did for 12 weeks, but what they had done as a habit and routine for years and years. And what I found was that they had something that was fast in the morning, that had protein and it had oats, and they did it every day. And because it was fast, it also allowed them time to exercise in the morning as well. So they started off their day by having this really good breakfast, which gave them time to exercise, and they would use this as a recovery meal. And by comparing and contrasting that 
aspirational avatar, the guy that my audience wants to become and seeing them become that and how they did it to the other guys that were just at the beginning of this journey. They were still working hard on their business, but they were going about it the way of sacrificing their health and their family to get there. It gave me a really good idea about the journey that I wanted to take these guys on and how important it was for me to get them there because I've, I've seen them at the other end come to me when they're 65 and they're retired and they are failing. They're failing in, in their health and I don't want these guys to get there. And so particularly these guys that I knew that, they, that were friends of mine or associates of mine and I can see them in their early 40s and I know, I know where their story ends up. And so that gave me a real emotional connection to them that I can see where they're going to go. I know where they're going to go or where they could end up. And then I want to try and find how do I get them there? What do they need? I really like that. So you probably know Jason who runs Element 26. Yeah. So Jason does something similar. He's much further along than you and I Mm. in his entrepreneurial journey. He has a weightlifting belt and he has other weightlifting equipment products that people use and wear. But he specifically targets CrossFitters. His avatar is CrossFitters. His imagery and photography are CrossFitters. And CrossFitters are just a really small sub-segment of gym goers. But the, the thing that I feel like resonated with him in the process of targeting someone was that they're looked at as aspirationally great, right? They're a lot of times looking and lifting at peak performance. Whether people actually want to get to be a CrossFitter or, or not, even just an average weightlifter can see that if I'm doing squats in the gym and I see a CrossFitter using an Element 26 belt, this belt will work good for me. And, it, and it's priced to, accordingly to work for really anyone. But what you're talking about is that journey that that avatar is on. So you know that these busy entrepreneurs who maybe haven't made it all the way yet are on this journey and what you've identified are the problems along the way to their journey. So you know, like, hey, entrepreneur, hey, busy dad, you want to spend more time with your family. You want to make your business more successful. To get there, you actually need to eat healthy, man. You need to eat a good breakfast. You need to have the fuel to get through all of the work you need to do that day. And the people that made it there, they're eating fuller oats. And the people that are on their journey there, they're eating fuller oats because it's it's getting them the fuel that they need. And anybody sort of listening to this can go through that process, right? If you are targeting somebody, think about where the journey that they're on and where they're trying to get to, the person that you're serving this is, and what problems they're running into along the way. So they're running into, oh, I got to drop my kids off in the morning. I ran out of time. I couldn't eat. Mm. Oh, I can't eat and go to the gym. I got to pick between the two. And you just solve these problems for them to help them reach their goals. And it's awesome. You just pre-launched. How did that go? How did you document your launch? Because this is, I think, everybody worries about this, right? Everybody's like, how am I going to get my product that I think is great? And I've gotten feedback on and I've developed and I think it's a winner. How do I start getting this in the hands of my first thousand people? Yeah, so 
it was a long runway up to my launch. Uh, I was creating this product for about 18 months before I finally reached the phase of taking it to my launch. And, you know, my launch period was great because of the support that I received from people who had seen me go through that hardship, the challenges that I went through. And I went through a lot of challenges to get to where I eventually got to. And so I had people that were supporting me right throughout that way. Uh, so people through networks that I was associated with and also personal friends and and family that saw me start, saw me document that journey the whole way, saw me fail and fall over and then get back up again time and time again. And so then when it came time to make that purchase, the decision was then for them was actually pretty easy and pretty straightforward. And I didn't realize that it would be so easy and straightforward for them because they were connected to me and they were connected to the journey. And so they had an emotional attachment to this product already. And I I don't think I gave that enough credit when it came time to launch. And I was very surprised and humbled by the purchases that came through from people that supported me, uh, from people that purchased it, that I wouldn't have expected that they would need it or that it wasn't targeted for someone like that. But they did it, I think, mostly out of support. And then some of those people now are repurchasing. So you know, once again, I'm surprised because I think, well, I didn't create it for this person, this type of person, but here they go. You know, they, they, they bought it first off because they supported me and now they're buying it again because they've had a chance to try it. They can see why it's beneficial to their life. It's making a difference in their life. And so now it becomes an investment in them, which is a really nice feeling. What medium did you use? Was it Facebook? Was it TikTok, was it Instagram that did you use to communicate through all that? Yeah, I tried a bit of everything, Troy. <laughs> I started with Facebook and I'll probably, I, I could say I would end with Facebook and then I'm, I've sort of come back to Facebook. And not that I ever left it, but, you know, I, I saw some, um, some pretty amazing success stories on TikTok. So uh, I went over to TikTok and I set myself a target of publishing videos three to four videos every day for 30 days. And I did that up to around maybe day 24 or something like that, you know. And this was getting close and close to launch. And just the amount of time that it was taking me to do that, I was like, fuck, I don't know whether this is actually worth it. The time that I'm investing in this, what I need to be doing, and the the little amount of audience that I was getting back from that. So I I dabbled in TikTok, but I just did not get the return that I needed. I I didn't get the sign-ups. I didn't get the followers that I needed. And even some of the videos that I had, one of my best videos, I did went to, I don't know, maybe 3,000 people or something, which is pretty good for me. And that was on, I think, Instagram. I had one that went to 6,000. TikTok, I might have got one that went to two or 3,000. So I would have thought I'm going to get some really good followers out of viewership like that. <laughs> but still nothing. I'm like, oh, man, this is just not working. So, you know, I just I went back to Facebook and I just continued to, I continue to use Facebook and, you know, in hindsight, maybe that's where my audience was was most likely hanging out. And some of the success stories that I'd seen, then it's likely their target market, you know, was hanging out probably a bit more on TikTok than, than my older busy guys who I'm probably not going to be spending too much time on TikTok. That was a lesson for me. And your cadence on, on Facebook, was it video? It was mostly like making making some short videos and posting? Was it giving just updates on the daily yeah everything i i did lives i did videos i did long posts describing 
some of the emotional challenges that I was going through and the lessons that I had learned. I did brief updates. I did stuff with my kids, uh, put some, you know, some personal photos up there of what my kids were doing that day, whatever. So I had a, a wide range of stuff. You know, I did a, a series called 23 Weeks to Launch where I went live every Friday at, I oh know, it might have been 9 a.m. every morning, every Friday. So I did that for 23 weeks, just doing this live update of what my progress had been like that week, what I was working on, what the challenges were, and then what was coming up the next week, and then promising that I would be back again the following week to, to give them that update. So that 23 weeks to launch was quite valuable because that's where people got to see an insight into what I was going through, some of the challenges I was going through, and, and to see that in a different medium not just written, but I would do this video, this live video. So I think that was really helpful. Yeah. You know, I've run into this a bunch of times that it's not necessarily how many people you have on your email list or how many people show up to your Facebook lives. I mean, I've heard people embarrassed, like they feel embarrassed, but like they had zero people show up to their Facebook lives, right? And that's okay. You can repost that and other people can watch it at their leisure. Uh, You can reuse that on other platforms. And that's okay. The more important piece is that you're you're documenting your journey. You're connecting with that audience. And it's way more important to have a meaningful, engaged, smaller audience is fine. It doesn't have to be this gigantic reach. It's not going to be the same person that you talk to. Your 10th person is probably not the same as your 1,000th person. It's probably not the same as your millionth person. So it's just your story in the, in the early stage tends to be more effective when it's more personal because you're connecting with people more deeply and you're getting more direct action from those super engaged users. Does that feel right? Yeah, I think that, that's important. And when I compare you know, with what I was doing on TikTok and then what I do on Facebook, the underlying motive behind each of them was very different. On TikTok, the underlying motive was to try and get as many followers as I could on Facebook it was just to document what I was going through as like a historical record to know that in five years time and 10 years time that I could look back on those videos my kids could look back on those videos and my audience could also see those videos and if they can see the humble beginnings of where I started from that then becomes very valuable so in the beginning it might be me just standing on my doorstep, just just whispering my, my story. And there's a few people that walk past and they get to hear that story. And the people that are walking past are the people that live nearby, the people that know me. But as time goes on, that same story becomes louder and louder when there's more and more people that are there that are curious to hear where this brand came from, where it all started from. And then that piece of content becomes very valuable. But there's no way that you can envision that. You can't go back in time and create that to make that value. It only becomes valuable when you create something and time makes it valuable. You can't go back and do that. So I had that mindset with that, that I would create it. And yes, it's not valuable now when I create it. But in years to come, when this brand is successful, that's when it becomes valuable. So where are you right now? So you've got live product for sale on your existing web page eatfullerfood.com yeah any other sales channels no so at the moment my strategy is to launch just on my own website using shopify so i've done that to my audience and i want to keep things really 
in a controlled environment without going too far out of that. And then I'm gathering feedback. So right now the phase that I'm in is that all my products have been sent out. People have had an opportunity to try the flavors, to, to check it out, to give me feedback. And now I'm saying, right, give me some reviews. <laughs> so I am gathering reviews, written reviews and video reviews. And so this is a process I'm in now and I'll bring all that in and then I will use that to increase my conversion rate before I go out to the public. From the amount of money that I invested in my product and the launch, what I have left, I need to be really smart about how I use that. And so until I can increase my conversions by bringing in some credibility from testimonials, then I'll go out to the public after that. And until then, I'm just gathering all that up. Once I've got that, I can put it on my website. I can increase the credibility of the product. Then I can go out to the public and then I'll go to Amazon. And so at the moment, my phase is building this platform. So I'm being quite patient about it, although sometimes it feels like, you know, I should be moving faster. I've told myself, look, you know, you only have so much budget left. You've put all this work into it. Now we've got to get the gold, which is the testimonials, those reviews back in, put those in place, and then, you know, you can open the doors and and go out and get it to more people. And once I do that, I can do that through Facebook advertising. I can take it to Amazon. So what's on that looking forward game plan then for getting the testimonials and for getting that reach and for taking the next order from the supplier manufacturer to push it out are you working with facebook ads or are you sticking with influencers that you're creating relationships with there's a probably a a bunch of different things you can do but what's on the short list of like this is our strategy once we get this moving yeah so like i said at this stage i'm going through collecting all this feedback and testimonials so i'm going to have all that hopefully within the next week or two so once i've got that and i can upload it And then I move on to linking with a couple of guys that are hopefully going to work for me, work with me and promote the product to their audience. So one is in a podcast and then another one is through a YouTube channel with an existing audience. So my idea is to partner up with those guys as one way to get the brand out there and get my product out there. The third thing that I'll be doing is launching my own podcast. And on that podcast, I'll be helping to take people through these programs that I've already created. So when people bought my product as part of the launch, I'd created two programs, which are really valuable and took me a hell of a long time to create. One is called 30 Ways in 30 Days to be Fuller for Longer. And so they got an email every day for 30 days, a video within that email for 30 days that gives them one challenge every day that they can do to be fuller for longer. And that came down to lots of things that weren't just about the type of food that you ate, but how you eat it, where you're eating it, and why you're eating it. So lots of information that I picked up from my work as a consultant that I could help people to be fuller for longer outside of just what they were eating. And then also create another program, which is called the 20-pound challenge. This is a 12-week weight loss challenge, which I've created resources for that, a booklet, and I go live every week to walk people through that next week's challenges and steps and changes that they need to make. So I will release that on my own podcast or YouTube channel. And then again, through that, I'm going to I'm going to get into some more audience. And then lastly, the fourth one is then to take it to Amazon. So I would have these partnerships. I'd have my own podcast or YouTube channel. And then lastly, to have it on Amazon as well. That's a great strategy. Something that I'll continuously echo to entrepreneurs in the grind, especially in your phase. 
there's a strategy in which you have to sort of get to market, right? Going straight from unknown to Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising, what we call cold traffic. These people don't know who you are. So you have to compete against gigantic companies for expensive ad space. It's in a lot of cases, kind of a fool's errand. It's tough to do. So you've got to try to come closer to a warmer lead, right? Family and friends are the warmest lead. A lot of people start there in the earliest stages. Then you start to work your way out. Who are the people that find value in this connection? The friends of the friends, the influencers, the people that work in the space. These people already have an audience that they've warmed up, that they've built trust and credibility with. How can you leverage those people in the offers that you can make to their audience to get more people in the door and get more feedback and be able to create more credibility to then go further and further away from towards the cold audience. And by the time you extract all of that value and you get to cold, you're actually a brand of reasonable size that can afford to acquire those customers. Those you know, 30 ways, 30 days, 20 pound challenge, these are lead magnets. These are things we talk about all the time. These are things that everyone should be creating. So you just having to find ones that add the most value to your customers. And that's extremely exciting. Like everyone can do that pretty early. You put the effort in to build that asset and then it can pay off for a very long time. You may have to make a few tweaks to it, but it'll be relatively useful for a while. So I really like that strategy. I think that's smart. I think that's going to take you places. The podcast is exciting as another podcaster. I think it's just a cool way to just continuously be talking and telling your story. There's a lot of ways to recut that and reuse that. So that's all great. Any additional products that you've already heard about? Anything that you're thinking beyond this? A lot of times people are trying to see their first product to a million dollars before they really start to get into the next ones. But any feedback or insight there? Yeah, I've got lots of ideas, Troy, <laughs> which is a blessing and a curse. I've really got to focus on on this one for the time being. And I've spent so much time, effort and resources developing this one now. Uh, and it's only been for sale for a few weeks. So uh, my, my job is to focus on that and get it to its 30 sales a day. And then after that, you know, my ambition is to be able to have a breakfast subscription company where I will deliver you, you know, your box every two weeks or every month with a variety of breakfasts that are all going to be giving you that same nutritious, delicious, fast, healthy breakfast. And so within that, you might get a subscription box that has your overnight oats, that has your shakes, that has your breakfast bars, that has your pancake mix, that has your protein balls. All these things that are all going to focus on those four key areas of this brand, but deliver it in different ways. So you get a variety at breakfast time. That's my ambition. And that means that, you know, I would have a, a customer for life. You know, you, get, you might get a subscription box for your meal and uh, your dinner time at nighttime. You know, people get subscription box as well. I want to do the same thing for breakfast, but with something that's going to be just really quick, easy, healthy nutritious, delicious, with this variety of different foods that all keep people fuller for a longer period of time, which is my main goal at breakfast. 
I like that. And it already seems like you're doing the other piece of this, which is essentially coaching people along the way on how to make those good decisions, making yourself really like an authority in the space. I know a lot of entrepreneurs look at themselves almost like imposters, right? They haven't created this successful company yet. Gary V one time flipped that narrative on its head. And for an entrepreneur to stop trying to think of themselves as an expert and instead think of themselves as an enthusiast in the space is a much better mindset shift. You're enthusiastic and your enthusiasm around being fuller and eating healthy and you living that lifestyle is going to be very easy to coach and tell people how to replicate that. So I'm excited to be a customer. I'm excited to be a friend and maybe even be on the podcast someday of yours. Excited to have you back here when you do launch another product in the future. I'm going to be making some videos about my fuller food utilizations. And I'll put them on YouTube, social medias and stuff. So everybody from my audience can also see how this works and know where to buy them. But tell everybody again where they can find you now, where they can follow you, what they should do to take part. Yeah, so if you want to check out our product, so the Fuller Overnight Oats, then go to eatfullerfood.com. That's eatfullerfood.com. And I've got a special discount for Troy's listeners, so $10 off your purchase. That's 10 forget my accent, T. I won't even spell it because that's even worse. But you would just type in as your discount code TAPT, T-A-P-T, 10, T-A-P-T, and then the digits one zero to get $10 off your purchase. And you can also come over to our Facebook page and follow us there at Eat Full of Food. That's Eat Full of Food for our Facebook page. And you can connect with me, either one of those, and I'll be happy to help you out with any questions that you have and very interested to hear the journey that you're going through and any challenges that you're having is interesting to me as well. To discover some more about your own personal journey is helpful for me. That's great. Well, thank you for your time. Great job with the product launch. We'll be talking again soon. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Troy. Thank you. Hi there. If you found this podcast helpful, I would appreciate it if you took a minute to leave a review. This increases the reach to more entrepreneurs and other people interested in the products, brands, entrepreneurial stories, and their successes. So we can create even more positive small business outcomes. Take a screenshot, tag me in your social stories to friends. This means the world to me to know this podcast has influenced your day and life in a positive way and that we get to be a part of your own journey. With gratitude from me, until next time, go make it a great day.